Yeah, killing the business worldwide. I am your host, as always, Vic Muscat. I appreciate you listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, wherever you may be. My guest today, you know how I like the international guests. I always like to take the brains off international stars. He is from Germany. He's a, you could say, a little bit free bird, a little bit pro wrestler, but he is an outstanding professor wrestler and stage artist as well. He is Finn Freyhart. How are you doing, sir? Hey, hello, USA. How are you doing? How are you, Vic? Uh, glad to be here. Uh, really excited that you invited me to your show. I appreciate you accepting my invitation. It's, I just think the whole rock and roll wrestler type thing is always cool. I mean, I remember back in the 80s when um, Dan Hammer from WCW was on. And I thought his gimmick was really cool. And I just like the mix of both. Yeah, it um, actually kind of developed. Oh, well, not developed, but I got a lot of inspiration from the uh, 80s and 70s, uh, especially in the beginning of my career where it really was the rock and roll radical. Uh, we were the tag team, the rock and roll radicals at that time. Uh, I was tagging with Tim Carstens um, already. He was already in the scene uh, a few years before me, I don't know, five or something. Um, so uh, he switched a little bit gimmick uh, to uh, fit mine and we weren't on as the rock and roll radicals. Like two rockers just going crazy in the ring and uh, yeah, having fun, but actually we were heels, so we didn't give a shit. And <laughs> yeah, we were just all around the place and it was really cool. Mm, and then um, I went on uh, in the singles uh, division and uh, yeah, I, I kept on going with the rock and roll stuff, but always um, turning it a little bit, you know, it'll give it a, a, a different spin. Um, like, I, I, uh, my work was always a little bit uh, sexual and um, uh, what, what you call it. Um, I don't get the English word, damn it. <laughs> um, Unique, special. Uh, no, uh, what you do with people when you want to get them in bed, you know. Um, Recruit? What? Recruit? <laughs> I no, I'm sorry, I can't get it. Uh, whatever. Well, um, like you're uh, getting it a little bit more from some boy and you know, uh, girls uh, getting girls' attention, uh, people's attention, you know, all this kind of sexy stuff into this rock stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and this was actually uh, quite fun because I could uh, really, yeah just uh, be myself at that time, uh, or as, at least uh, the person I wanted to be a little bit, you know? Yeah. Was professional wrestling something you always wanted to do when you were a kid, or was it something that you had the opportunity to do and you decided to go with it and you loved it? Um, well, actually, yes. Actually, uh, one of my childhood uh, dreams and wishes was being, becoming a pro wrestler. Mm, not from the very first time till now uh, that I th from the very first time I thought it till now it, it wasn't always uh, 
I want to become a pro wrestler. But I guess in like from 2007 or eight, I got the idea back uh, when I was in acting school. And um, yeah, that kind of grew on me, grew on me. And then in 2015, uh, I finally had the chance to um, yeah, get, get a seminar, get a workshop, uh, a training workshop before a show here in Lübeck in my hometown. And uh, yeah, that's how it started. I never left from then, you know, I got training. I looked then for training, did some training in Hamburg, joined the um, promotion here in Lübeck. And yeah, we basically hit it off from there. Were there some, uh, when you were like watching wrestling for the first time, were there some of matches that you was your favorite? Like what were some of your favorite wrestlers that you saw? Well, there were always uh, in my life, like two eras uh, of me watching wrestling. Like I started out in the early 90s, mm, must have been like 91. Um, and since I've been living uh, in East Germany, so it was like a year maybe after the Berlin Wall came down and the whole German unification, you know. So this is when West TV came over. Um, so a friend showed me wrestling and I thought it's really cool. And uh, that was the time of like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man going on in the WWF. Um, Shawn Michaels uh, being the one, two, three, uh, the, the heartbreak kid and uh, same um, X-Pac was still the one, two, three kid. You know, uh, so it was that era. Mm. And then I, uh, because I couldn't really find it back then on TV or it was too late because it was five or six, wasn't allowed to stay up that late, you know. Um, so uh, some time passed and I guess back in, yeah, 2001 or two, definitely when the Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin, uh, the big feud between them uh, was going on. This is when I started watching wrestling again for a while and got that uh, era uh, covered, you know. Mm. And uh, I remember, yeah, the, the, the whole feud, the whole, uh, whole matches between The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin mm, were amazing. You know, like uh, I thought uh, how great The Rock was on the mic and how well uh, they, um, yeah, now I can say how well they worked, how well they uh, did their show. But back then I was just like, oh my God, uh, yeah just marking out all the time <laughs> basically well since you saw american wrestling when you watched stone cold and the rock and you wrestle in germany what are the differences between wrestling in america compared to wrestling in germany well since i haven't uh wrestled uh in the united states yet um but i got to know a lot of a few a lot of people uh call it as you may, um, from the States that were here in Germany at the uh, Dub Academy um, to learn and, and work. And um, I think the uh, American style, American indie style, as far as I got to know it, uh, is less stiff, I'd say. You know, it's very, I think it's very soft. Um, 
no suit, you know. Um, and in Europe, uh, we kind of lay in a little bit more, you know. So everything is still safe and cool, but we just have a lot of more impact. I mean, look at uh, Walter or now Gunther. You know, um, this is a very good example of European style. Well, when they like he lights up people's chests and it's like all dark beat red at the internet. Yeah. Yeah, for example, for example. Um, like yeah, you basically uh have a lot of influences nowadays from all around the world because everybody's somehow since the last 10 or maybe even 20 years is working in Europe, in Germany, in the UK, but the UK style is still a little bit different than the continental European style. Um, yeah, and uh, there's a lot of influences, but still we got this kind of old school catch as catch can, you know, like it's got to be a fight uh, and look like it. Mm. But uh, yeah, there's influences. So we are still high flying and still uh, technical or whatever, you know, uh, all fancy stuff. But uh, when it comes to throwing a proper forearm, like, yeah, it's, it's got to be a little bit stiffer than just like barely touching, you know? So how old were you when you started training to become a wrestler and how did your training go? I was actually way too old. <laughs> uh, I started with 29 and that's actually quite late. Um, like I, I've seen people start at 16, at 18, um, and they are now really also with mid-20s in their prime and going crazy on the indie scene, you know? Um, and so... For me, um, I had to like get it all on overdrive, basically, and uh, be quick about it. And um, yeah, I guess my acting uh, studies, my acting school uh, helped with this whole work and um, being confident in the ring, you know, and basically just had just had to learn uh, the whole wrestling techniques and what to do, you know, uh, whole wrestling psychology. Um, yeah, getting this down, but being confident and uh, feeling the stage, you know, uh, how you may call it. Um, I, I, I had this from my acting training before, you know. Um, and yeah. I, I always was uh, good with my body. I uh, did gymnastics uh, as a kid, uh, capoeira. So um, I, I could move, you know, I guess they may call it talent or something. I don't care. Uh, and uh, yeah, so this is what uh, helped me um, be quicker than maybe and, and get quicker a foot in the business uh, than yeah people other people that start at 29 30 you know and i'm 37 still <laughs> and um yeah it's still going hey one of the greats in professional wrestling diamond Dallas page he didn't start wrestling until he was 35 
Yes, yes, that was also the reference I was giving people when they <laughs> told me, like, ah, it's quite late, but later you start. Well, yeah, but you still can do something with it, you know? Mm. Like, I had to put it on overdrive. So, uh, I, in, in the few years uh, I had, I, I think in the first three or four years, I had my 100 matches done, you know? And uh, I was taking lots of training, not just at my training school, you know, here in Lübeck. Um, I had different influences, uh, but I also were, was training, uh, doing lots of seminars, you know, going from show to show. And at that time, lots of um, veterans from even WWE uh, were going around in the uh, German NDC or European NDC and um, giving seminars. So I had uh, lots of luck to be training under really great minds uh, that helped me develop. You know, um, I, I could take from everyone uh, something like my first um, seminar uh, or yeah, uh, it was a uh, whole week, I think, at uh, the uh, Westside Extreme Wrestling Academy. And uh, it was with Ultimo Dragon. So I could learn a week with Ultimo Dragon. It was like, oh my God, yeah, I know him from the 2000s somewhere where he was coming out in WWE, you know? And I was like, oh my God, now he's here and teaching me how to do a Japanese headlock, you know? <laughs> uh, it's crazy. Um, yeah, uh, uh, even um, Joey Mercury uh, had four days with him uh, at the academy. Mm, Nick Aldis, Mickey James, um, Walter too. Now he's uh, in the UK, uh, in the US. So yeah, there were lots of great names uh, to learn from. You know, and uh, I'm, I'm really grateful and thankful uh, that uh, I was able to meet these people uh, at the time that I basically needed it. You know, the first training, uh, first year uh, or first two years, um, learning lots of influences. Uh, and I can always recommend it to every uh, pro wrestling rookie. Uh, just get as many influences as you can, you know, especially from old veterans that are uh, going around, you know. So tell us about your in-ring style. Um, well, you, you may call it uh, high-flying, definitely. Like, I like to jump around from the ropes and do line salts and, you know. But it's not like the super high-flying, as you would call see, uh, I don't know, Ricochet or... Um, other luchadores or they, they just they're special that's yes 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 i mean we got special people like that here in germany too you know uh just look at crochester for example he's crazy uh or or sense of auto from um france you know they're doing crazy stuff in the ring but um yeah i i like it a little bit less so uh i i do a moonsault but i'll leave the spin <laughs> uh out you know or um yeah i like to be quick but then go back into technical stuff and do a nice submission or something like that you know like little catches catch can uh, mixed in with uh yeah high flying and some quick quick european uh, quick u.s style with 
lots of running. Yeah, that's that's about me. So I, I don't like to call wrestlers like face or heels anymore because I always feel like you're just being yourself. But do you prefer to be cheered or booed with the audience? Mm, I actually prefer to be cheered. Yes, uh, that's why I'm also switching it uh, since a few months, maybe a year, even more. Um, because I've been as as the tag team with the Rock and Roll Radicals and then on the singles circuit, um, I was always a heel, although I was a rock star, uh, and I kind of didn't feel the connection. And when I was in Poland and uh, was booked there as babyface, I really noticed like how I can better function uh out on stage basically when I have this cheer connection uh, with the audience you know like um, yeah I it's easier for me uh, to do work with them so tell my audience about your finisher and why is it your finisher of choice um which exactly do you mean <laughs> I had a few your, fa your favorite finisher my favorite finish. All right. Um, so I guess you, uh, it would be the tour stop. I call it the tour stop. Uh, it probably has different professional name. Um, and uh, it's basically like a, a homage uh, to my trainer, uh, Andre Trucker. Uh, and he had the truck stop. And it's basically from the fireman scary position, you throw the guy down, um, spine buster bomb, you know. And um, so he was uh, just doing that and uh, he kept on standing. And uh, basically what I do, I toss uh, the opponent down and go down on my knees. So there's more impact. I can pin him right away. So this is a finisher I use the most. I also like the pile driver, also use it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, if, if a pilot driver hits, there shouldn't be anything afterwards, you know, like. So what promotions are you currently working for? Um, well, I work uh, for the um, BCW, for example, um, for Maximum Wrestling. Uh, I do a lot with the Rock and Roll Wrestling Bash. I don't know if you know this one. Mm, it's like a rock metal wrestling production. Uh, it's a really cool thing. I had also um, tours in the States and in Mexico. Mm, it's been for, oh yeah, 20 years. It's 20 years anniversary uh, this year from the Rock and Roll Wrestling Bash. So uh, yeah, definitely worth checking into that. That sounds pretty cool, Rock and Roll Wrestling Bash. Yes, yes. It's basically a thrash metal show uh, with Lucha characters uh, in the ring and there's metal playing while you're in the ring. Uh, crowd goes crazy. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's a as the style of art, what it is, it's trash. It's a trash show. Um, but uh, it has good like great musicians good musicians uh great professional wrestling show uh professional wrestlers on it mm, and uh they're just in these trashy rock and roll wrestling bash characters you know yeah, nice. 
Yes, my my son says hi. By the way. Ah, all right. <laughs> hi. Yeah. He's my little IT guy from the show. Yeah. All right. Okay, hi. Well, come over here and say hi. Hi. Oh, hi. How are you doing? <laughs> yes, you're cleaning up next week's episode. Yeah, whatever you want to call it, guys. So, what championships have you won, and which one meant the most to you? Hmm. Well, uh, actually, uh, I uh, was uh, Baltic Championship Wrestling uh, North Division Champion, and I was Mad Wrestling Association Tag Team Champion, and also Baltic Championship Wrestling Tag Team Champion twice. And at one point, I held those two tag titles at the same time. So um, I guess all of those uh, are definitely um, worth uh, a lot to me, uh, especially the time where I was able to hold two tag belts uh, at the same time. So it was really cool. I appreciated that. Um, yeah, and um, North Division Championship was my first singles. A championship so um yeah that's special to me as well what are some of the most important matches in your opinion in your career mm, definitely the one uh we had at uh wrestling deutschland that was like a sideshow to uh, the uh 16 karat gold uh tournament you know in oberhausen uh, organized by the west side extreme wrestling as well Mm, and in uh, hashtag wrestling Deutschland, uh, in that show, mm, a lot of uh, promotions uh, were invited were invited from all over Germany, and the MWA was part of it. And I was representing the MWA at that time, and uh, we had a really great tag match because uh, all four involved weren't like super experienced veterans or anything like i was in my second year third year um tim carstens was the most experienced of us all i guess and then our opponents uh lucas robinson and matthias bernstein um, were also well still considered rookies you know also in their second year or something but uh we did a great match and uh we didn't go to do big fancy spots and huge bumps and kick out mania or anything um but we went on story and uh with we we got really good feedback uh after uh that show um also in in like written down online and stuff um and that there was really yeah exciting and an entertaining match uh, really fun because we had lots of comedy in there lots of spots that were just yeah uh entertaining for the audience mm, so that match definitely uh was one of my favorite matches so yeah about the audience have you ever had any altercations in a negative way with any fans like they you know how some knucklehead fans too many beers they think they're bigger than the wrestlers and act tough get in the ring or something and have you had any issues with that um no not too much uh usually they're cool uh, i remember one i don't know if it was the same or maybe two different 
uh, but both in Poland, mm, the fans there are a little bit more more tough, <laughs> you know. Um, so even though I was coming out as the fa fan favorite, uh, I was still announced from Germany and. Um, Still in Poland, some people, when they hear Germany, they get their neck hair up and are like, ah, stupid Germans, whatever. Although they know I'm born in Poland, you know, I'm born in Gdańsk, basically the same area where KPW is uh, promoting. So, uh, yeah, there was a little bit like dude coming to the uh, guardrail and like being all in my face. But uh, that wasn't too bad, you know. Um, if it was the same dude or a different um, moment, anyways. Mm, uh, at that show, I was uh, holding a promo before my match. And um, I was saying something like, uh, yeah, I'm from Germany, happy to be here, or something like that. Uh, and um, he said something about, yeah, oh, did they close the concentration camps or something, you know, like something really stupid, uh, but the whole, like, the whole audience heard it, you know, so, um, yeah, I, I, I was just like, oh my god, what the hell is he saying, you know, uh, but I just said, uh, yeah, too bad they let you out. <laughs> uh i mean i i got the cheers i got the pop for that so it was definitely the right thing to say and uh yeah as a, as a face uh, you always gotta keep on top i guess <laughs> you know what i mean but yeah it was just super stupid and with yeah mostly people with no knowledge uh about anything uh say something like that uh so yeah it was the only altercation i had that was really like eh. It's amazing how people will hold grudges off of things. I'm not downplaying what happened, but it's like you weren't even alive then. Exactly. Exactly. You live there. Oh my God, you must be. No, 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 no. Germany is a beautiful country. It is. It yes. really is. I mean, what's wrong like living in a beautiful country? Nothing, but it's still like this whole, oh, Germans must be all bad and you know, I, I'm not even German. I just live there, you know? <laughs> so that was even that mistake uh, by his part there. So yeah, whatever, you know. So have you ever gotten the classic holy shit chance when you do a cool move or something like, ex like explosive happens, like double clothesline for the top rope or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, back... A few months was was it this year or last year? I don't remember. Uh, like two shows ago, um, I was booked um, at a big wrestling action in Göttingen. That's kind of like the middle of Germany, um, and uh, we had a championship fight against Asklad Gormson. Uh, that was a is our Viking in Germany. Um, and uh, yeah, he was champion and was face face and um i i don't think it, it wasn't that special you know but uh i guess they haven't seen so much of that uh at that promotion at, at that town so um 
at some point we were just fighting through the whole uh, arena, you know, like outside of the ring, fighting uh, around the beer stands, fighting around the merch table. And uh, since it was kind of like a gymnasium, you know, there was like a huge box uh, standing next to the merch stand uh, where also some t-shirts were hung up on hangers, right? So, uh, at some point, I just like looked at him, gave him something, and then like started climbing up that box that's like definitely a foot taller than me. So um, I'm standing up there, the crowd is cheering, you know, and I'm like just jumping down with a high cross body on him, uh, perfect landing. And I guess that was the last really, I, I think we got holy shit chance at that point. Yeah. How about you fucked up? <laughs> uh, no, not really. No, no, I hadn't had uh, this. I know I did a few times, but uh, either nobody noticed or they were really uh, nice to me. <laughs> what are some of your favorite stipulations in matches you like to be a part of? Ooh, that's a good question. Um... From the non-violent matches, uh, I'd say I like two out of three falls. And from stuff where you can like no DQ and uh, put uh, take weapons and stuff, uh, I like basically everything. Like ta- uh, something with ladders is always cool. You know, I had a few ladder matches uh, in my career and they were always fun. And using ladders, um, it's yeah, you gotta you can be creative with that, you know. You can put stuff all around the ring and use the ladders. So yeah, uh, I guess ladder matches or TLC matches, anything where a ladder is in. And if it's a fans bring the weapons match and they bring a ladder, and I'm happy about that too. <laughs> yeah, but like moves like wrestling stipulations like that can result in serious injuries. What are some of the serious most serious injury in your career that you have sustained i didn't have that many serious injuries i mean uh i bruised my foot once um not doing like doing a moonsault um but uh, and having a bad landing um that was not nice um I guess the the big cut on my head uh, from a guitar shot uh, would be something. Um, at the same time, I had a big cut here. But it was a good match, also a ladder match. Uh, so I didn't care. But it wasn't like I, I could wrestle, you know. Uh, it wasn't like I'm out for six months. Like I never had an injury like that. Sometimes it was like, yeah, two weeks because bruised something or, you know, something was stiff and couldn't move. But uh, nothing that special. I'd say, oh, yeah, at that point, I injured myself so hard. I was out for, I don't know, six months. You know, no, never had anything like that. Like, I try to stay fit and uh, stretch a lot. Um, That's very important. And my joints uh, are very bendy. So that helped me a lot, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm knock on wood. Uh, I never, <laughs> I never had to go in for a bad injury, you know. 
what's the one of the most shocking things you've ever seen during an event that you were on the card? This could be in the match that you're a part of or just something backstage that you saw that was going on that was like shocking? Hmm. Good question. I don't think that shocking ever happened too. Nothing, nothing shocking that happened when I was on the car. No, no. You're lucky. What? You're lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah, I guess. Lucky. I guess. <laughs> I mean, we're all cool here in Germany and in the scene. So backstage, there's not that many shocking things happening. I mean, sometimes you got some interaction, some louder inter altercation, you know, but happens everywhere. So it's nothing. No, no, not like guys fighting each other or pulling guns on each other or anything those times are gone <laughs> i think if somebody's gonna hear it uh they they i guess know what i mean <laughs> yeah, that only happens in poland you know that's that's no 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 that wasn't definitely pulling pulling a gun was in germany but that was before my time and um yeah i was trying to make germany sound good you know compared to poland <laughs> Everyone looks at Germany like, oh my God, you're such bad guys. I'm trying to make Poland to the bad guy. Like, well, you guys. Well, actually, there are bad guys everywhere. I mean, Poland is also a really beautiful country. I uh, love Poland, love to go there. It's my home country, basically, you know. Um, and the fans are cool there, uh, people are cool. Mm, but yeah, Germany is great as well, you know, uh, has way bigger wrestling business, uh, or at least way bigger wrestling scene um but yeah still this is dangerous i mean even apart from wrestling <laughs> germany is a dangerous place <laughs> depending on the city you know like it won't be in i don't know something small <laughs> True. so um why do you think fans come out to see you in the ring well uh, back then, probably uh, because they uh, could boo me, you know, they, they really loved to boo me, especially in promotions uh, where I was coming out more often. Mm, right now, I'm just bringing a good atmosphere, party, you know, my um, entrance song at the moment is Bad Romance. Mm, but not from Lady Gaga, but from Jay Smith. It's cover from him of the Lady Gaga song. And um, yeah, I'm just coming out being the flamboyant my, me I am, you know, um, and dancing uh, around and sending love to people. Um, yeah, that's basically my gimmick that came from the rock star era uh to now you know like the makeup the the eyeshadow um the plush boa and stuff uh still gotta get new gear uh and make it more colorful you know mm. yeah it's getting uh more queer i guess <laughs> you know but that's that's something i really also want to bring into uh the the picture of pro wrestling you know not just tough big guys but uh also uh some queer people that uh yeah 
people uh, can relate and there can be a new audience uh, in wrestling, you know, mm, because there's many different niches that could work together, you know. Um, so I think, yeah, maybe maybe this would work and uh, we can have a more colorful, more open wrestling scene that we already have it. So what advice would you give someone who's breaking into this business of professional wrestling that you know today, but you didn't know yourself when you first started? Mm, definitely uh, travel, 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 you know, um, find a really good uh, wrestling school, a uh, very well-renowned school, um with great trainers like this is very important um there are lots of lots of school uh out there in every country um but really find a good school um where you have experienced trainers uh, and coaches and uh, where you can learn the craft how it's supposed to be taught you know um so yeah, that, and then be dedicated. The dedication, uh, there will be lots of time phases, you know, uh, where wrestling is going to go down or your career is going to go down. Like, you got to fight through that, you know? Like, uh, there's going to be people that going to put stones uh, in your way. You just got to get over it and keep on working, keep on working. Um, and gym 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 you know work out that body you don't have to be 200 pounds or, or more uh well actually 205 pounds aren't that much uh <laughs> that's like 100 kilo uh so i don't know 120 130 kilos i don't know 250 280 um pure muscle mass you know i uh, don't have to be that but be fit uh don't look like your next door neighbor, just a way too tight wrestling pants, you know. <laughs> uh, people are paying uh, their hard-earned money uh, to see something special, see a show, you know, um, and uh, you want to portray something, an athlete at least, you know, no matter if you're, uh, I don't know, uh, Prince of the Night, Paradise Bird as I am, or uh, you're uh, Gunther or whoever you know whatever gimmick you are you're still a professional wrestler and have to look athletic you know mm, you got to do the moves you got to have the strength so either you're really big and strong uh, or you're kind of have an athletic body so you got to work out work out work out if professional wrestling never existed this might just be a duh question but if, nef if professional wrestling never existed what would you be doing Probably still something on stage, you know. Um, as I said before, uh, I had a I have a finished uh, actor's degree, mm, so probably would be acting mm, or I don't know, doing something else like DJing. I guess maybe I, uh, yeah, I've been doing some workshops uh, at a place here in Lübeck um, where I practice. DJing, you know, some house DJing, techno DJing, uh, because uh, right now I'm way more into that music than <laughs> I was before. Mm, and yeah, uh, th that's why I'm also don't call myself 
the rock and roller fryhards, you know. Uh, it's I'm not not a rock star anymore as a gimmick, you know. It's just like I'm out there, paradise bird, uh, everything, but not like oh yeah, it's a rock star. Not a rock star, but like a good time. Yeah, definitely good time, good time, having fun. It basically is like the the spirit of like an 80s rock star you know uh motley crew and something like that um but in this generation you know a little bit more gen z i guess although i'm way too old for that but uh yeah i i feel gen z definitely <laughs> where do you see yourself in five years We will see. I mean, right now uh, is kind of a um, time where I have in wrestling a few options open where I could go. So either I go on with wrestling and maybe finally move out and move to a different country, different wrestling country, I don't know, Japan, Mexico, whatever, you know. Mm, but that's more like a wish, I hope. This could be cool, but I also want to do something myself, you know, um, have my uh, wrestling school here in Lübeck. Uh, well, it's not actually mine, but I'm the chef trainer, uh, head coach there. So, um, yeah, keep on training uh, new people, um, putting them out on shows. We'll see what happens. So I guess uh, either I'm going to have my own show uh, in five years or... I gotta be somewhere traveling. Something like that. We'll see. Do you have any upcoming events you want to promote at this time? Um, well, I got at the end of April uh, another Yabara uh, wrestling in Kiel, um, which uh, probably is already sold out. It's a small venue, but uh, like a martial arts dojo. Mm, but for me, it's uh, the best audience in Germany. Like, they're so crazy. They react to everything. Um, they're so grateful having their uh, wrestlers there. And mostly, like, um, college students and stuff, you know. But they have a great time and then go out partying the night off in Kiel, you know. So... Um, yeah, I can promote this. Um, and then actually, I don't know. Let me check. <laughs> you also promote like self projects you have going on. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I actually uh, should promote my uh, pro wrestling school. Yes, most definitely. I should promote my pro wrestling school. So uh, we have the Suplex Schmiede. Uh, Schmiede uh, is a German word. Um, you use it for like Iron Forge or Forge. You know, so we are the suplex forge. And um, yeah, we have uh, three times a week uh, training. So whoever wants to come by, train with me or one of the other trainers, um, greatly invited, uh, definitely from Germany. And yeah, we're uh, two years, three years um, in Lübeck as this name, the people still uh, from the scene. Um, but yeah. We got this in Lübeck. Uh, we have uh, Instagram, suplexschmiede.wrestlingschool uh, and uh, suplexschmiede.wrestlingschool on Facebook. Just, yeah, write it down and it should come up. 
So where can people f- check you out on social media? Sorry? Where can people find you on social media? Oh, um, yeah, mine's uh, also uh, always the same. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, it's always at Finn Fryhard. So basically, that's where I am. And, but mostly, I'm most active. I'm on Instagram. Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much for giving us an inside look at your career. I wish you luck with all your projects and your wrestling school. And maybe someday when you have championship gold, you come back on and show that thing off. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me uh, on your show. I'm really happy. I uh, hope the uh, U.S. viewers uh, can get a little bit more insight on the European scene. <clears throat> and yeah. I hope I had a good time. I definitely did. And yeah, I don't know what time is it uh, at your place? Uh, 10 minutes to three. 10 minutes to three, like 3 p.m., right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you basically uh, starting your late day. So yeah, we have it uh, 9 p.m. here (laughs) almost. So uh, the night is kind of beginning. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's a cocktail hour. Yes, exactly. 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 It's Wednesday and my favorite bar is open. Uh, so, yes. The prince of the night uh, got to do his duties. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you very much. And we'll talk again soon. Uh, see you and have a nice day. You too, man. Thank you for everyone watching. Thank you very much for listening. This is Killing the Business Worldwide. And we are all out. <laughs>